I just had that incredibly awkward moment where I realized I left my homily in the uh, vestry. So you might be thinking, oh, does that mean no homily today? No, uh, not even close. Uh, We'll see if I can do it. Uh, God help you. All right, so the first thing I'll invite us to remember when we, we hear this gospel is that the mission of the 72 is not a mission that ended. Right? It, it wasn't that Jesus told them, go do these things, and then when they came back, he didn't want anyone else to do them. Uh, that's our mission, too. That for the last 2,000 years, uh, this baton has been passed down to us. 2,000 years. Uh, faithful Catholics, terrible Catholics, uh, saints and, and horrible people, and the whole thing. The mission has never changed. Uh, and what is that mission? Three things, uh, hyper-simplified. And pray to Jesus. I remember all three, okay? The first one has to do with that whole list of instructions Jesus gave about don't do this, do that. Don't do this, all these. I would love to walk you through each one, but it's really simple, okay? Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay on task. That what Jesus is doing is telling them almost, uh, quite, almost literally, skip the social pleasantries when you're moving from point A to point B. Just do what I'm telling you, right? Just like Bill is doing what I told him to as he brings forward the notes from my homily. So. He asked which book, this is so terrible. He said, which book is it? I said on the front it says, reasons I should never be on speakerphone. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I got everything so far. Okay, Uh, so we stay on task. That's the key. That for you and me, whatever we do, we stay on task. Uh, And why? Why is that so hard for us? Because you and I right now are in a part of our existence that is very loud. It's short, but it's loud. That for anybody who's of, if I may, working age, you know that if you're not careful, all of a sudden life will be defined this way. Get up, go to work, come home, eat, wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah? That's what it says on my shampoo bottle. (laughs) We can really easily mistake the symptoms of existence with life. And what we want to remember is that you and I were made for the eternal, and the eternal is coming. Each and every person here is going to die. And at that point, the longest phase of our existence commences. You may remember at Lent our theme was memento mori, remember your death. Or as a preacher put it when I was a kid, right, he he said uh, we had a person die when I was in high school and and the homily was, um, he he said to us high schoolers, he said, you're all going to die. Well, thank you, uh, Father. Uh, He said, you're all going to die and they're going to put you in the ground and go back to the church and have ham and potato salad. Yeah? I never forgot it. It was important to remember. 
Because the temptation for this world will always be to live as if this is it. But all of this is to prep us for that. And how foolish are we if we forsake the eternal for the temporal. Stay on task. Second, we fight evil and we do good. That's it. We fight evil and we do good. You and I recognize and remember, I pray, any compromise with evil doesn't stop on its own. That you and I can't flirt with evil, it's in it for marriage. Yeah? It's the best image I could come up with. Evil doesn't stop on its own. Evil will consume itself eventually, but in the interim in our hearts, we refuse, in the words of Paul, we refuse to offer any safe place for sin in our heart. We fight evil. Now, we love fighting evil out there and in those people because that's so much easier. But we're supposed to fight it in here. And one of the best ways is we do good. No matter what, me and you, we do what's right. So that's the mission. It's went down generation after generation, 2,000 years. Started with these 72, whose names we don't even know. And it comes all the way down to us. You and I, we um, stay on task. We fight evil. We do what's right. It's that simple to say. Hard to do. For us, I hope we let that translate into our families, into our work, into our church. But I want to focus a little bit more today on the world around us. Because what the world around us is teaching lately, a lesson we do desperately need to learn, and it's really a simple and awful lesson, that if you and I commit to this, I'm going to stay on task. I'm going to fight evil and I'm going to do good. Please do not believe for a moment the world will honor you for it. It will kill you. Uh, proof. Yes? Think of every great person who has stepped forward in some way, whether in the name of Jesus even or not, and said, you know what? We need to stay on task. We need to do what's right. We need to fight evil. Every one of them got killed. The darkness loves the dark. What you and I want to remember is that we're going to do what's right because it's right. And that's its own reward, let alone the eternal reward that is to come. The Catholic Church, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, is the largest charitable organization in the history of the world. And right here, even in Grand Blank, and this is one of my favorite parts of being your priest, we do tremendous work for the poor. Every week, I'm signing letter after letter after letter saying, thank you for your donation to our uh, food pantry. Thank you for your donation to our outreach. Thank you for your donation. Week after week, we help people with their rent, with their utilities. We help people get food and clothes. And I'm so proud of you. And I would love to claim that. I've tried. You know, yeah, that was all me. Uh, but it was going on for years and years. That was funny. Before I got here. This is a parish that reaches out. And again, I would love to say that people, oh, way to go. 
but they won't. They don't know how. The world doesn't know how to honor virtue. So as you and I stay on task and we do what's right and we fight evil, don't look for any praise from the world. Look for problems. In a particular way, I'm going to ask us to pray and think about this. That I think it was a week ago, it might have been more, the Supreme Court in the U.S., as you I'm sure heard, I think it made the news, uh, ruled that abortion on demand is not in the Constitution. It didn't make abortion illegal. It said it's going to kick it to the states. That basically the Constitution and nowhere in there says, yeah, abortion is a right. Since then, I, I don't know if you've been keeping track, just last week, for example, since Thursday, Nine Catholic churches were vandalized seriously. Two burned to the ground. Thirty-some pro-life pregnancy centers vandalized, and a couple of them burned to the ground. People are mad. And that I kind of understand. But what surprised me is how many people who disagree with the church on this issue, they're, they're scared. They're scared. And I'm learning that it's because... They, aren't, they don't know what we as a family can do. And I think they don't know because we might not know. So here's what I want to ask of all of us. As a part of our mission to stay on task, to do good and to fight evil, are we willing to sacrifice more? Are we willing to be a parish community that if someone comes to us and help and needs help, a mom, that we love her and we love the baby? that we don't shame, we don't lecture, but we reach out our hand and say, we love you. We love the baby, we love you. What do you need? I know, and, and I, I say this a lot, but it was such a defining element of my, pre, of my childhood, which I think continues to some extent, but that priests would pull up and bring people to my mom and dad to help. And they'd stay with us until they got on their feet. I saw that over and over and over, and we were not rich. It wasn't, yeah, we got extra. It was no, we have essential. But for us, our comfort or convenience, and I learned this from mom and dad, is much less important than someone's survival and someone's understanding that you're a daughter of God. You matter. We love you. I pray that we're all willing to put our money where our heart is and to say whatever way we can help, we're in. I hope that if the need comes, I can call you and say, we need some help here. Will you take this person in? Will you help? I don't know if those moments will come more than they are now, but I'm asking you to pray to be ready ready to sacrifice, not your extra. The worst people in the world know to give your extra. But can we pray and be ready to take whatever bullets necessary to say to any woman, any child, any man, you are worth our sacrifice. In a world that is defined by selfishness and power grabbing, how beautiful would it be if we were defined by sacrifice and love. So this is what I ask of each of us, 
that over this next week, we really take time and pray and say, Jesus, what are you calling me to do? Give me the courage to sacrifice and to be ready, to be ready to fulfill whatever mission you call me to. In the end, it really does come down, I think, to those three points, very simply, right? that we stay on task. We remember we're not created for this world. I think it was St. Teresa, but don't quote me, who said this world is our ship, not our destination. Can we, be, can we keep that in our mind and heart so that we're not enslaved to a system of, of uh, working hard to make money, to buy things we might not need? Can we see our life as more than that? And that as we accept that challenge to stay on task, will we commit to doing good and to fighting evil every day, every moment, recognizing that the battle is not won in these huge moments, but in all the tiny ones where we refuse to let the sin define us or define our actions. I do love this. Are you ready? God believes in you. God knows what you're capable of more than you do. And so I ask you to trust God. When he says you can be a saint, it turns out we can be saints. And the key to sainthood, it seems to me, for this week to focus on is very simple. We're going to stay on task. We're going to fight evil. And we're going to do good. Amen? Amen. All right.